Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. But today, we are covering the last episode of 1989, December 30th of 1989, NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper. Doc, you first. How goes it this week? It's going great, man. We're, we're out here living and laughing and loving. Uh, is this our birthday week? No, we got a couple more weeks before that oh, okay uh man you know by the time this comes out the patrons will have listened to um you and i talk about the pillman dark side of the ring and the king booker biography and and man those great programs uh the king booker biography was so great mike got so excited his sickle cell started acting up oh again yeah <laughs> It's stupid. It's not funny. Come on, man. Uh, man, man. Uh, 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 number one million, the, the one millionth bad attempt at humor from you. You're an idiot. Uh-huh. Right. The Bacha right. Man one was shit, man. We're skipping it because it was so bad. Yeah. We're going to catch up bad. by just skipping it. I was like, it why was is bad. Kurt fucking Hawkins on here? Might as well have fucking me on here. <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. And a super yeah. fan, I'm like, okay. <laughs> the super fan is a stand-up comedian who actually does a phenomenal impersonation of Randy Savage. Here's the which, thing. I've heard so many Macho Man. It's like Dusty Rhodes. This, guy is, this guy's actually better than Jay Lethal doing it. But he ain't Jay Lethal, and that ain't the time or the place. I... I still think it's uh it was not a good biography and i'll leave it at and that. that bubba the lun sponge that bubba the, the Lund, bubba the love sponge looked exactly what i thought he would look like so would you yeah. still make out with gorgeous george no no i mean no our friends really? with her on facebook how's that working out for you it's great all right <laughs> well uh, we got a lot of uh, Self-promotion to get to tonight, I think, is the way to say it. We're going to blow ourselves quite a bit, so everybody get ready. I do feel like this is, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say this may be the best show we've ever done tonight. What do you think, Mike? We say that every week. Well, I'm always positive that we're getting better. Self-relation, though, up in this mug. I'm not a, I'm not a like you. 
Self-fellatio. Come on. Harper, how you doing tonight, buddy? I don't know. I mean, Mike's got to get some patrons in because I paid 20 bucks for a gallon of gas just now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You got to get to work and shit. I know. We need to get you with one of them work from home gigs so you don't ever have to buy gas again. Man, that'd be great, man. It must be buy- great being white. It is. I got to tell you, there's a lot of perks with it. I buy gas like maybe once every two months now. That's awesome. It is. It's great. It is great. Um, so Are they uh, wearing masks by y'all or what? Sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, whenever. <laughs> I mean, you know. It, it is what it is, man. I'm yeah. vaccinated. I don't give a shit. If everybody yeah, else wants to chew on a... Reddit. Who cares? If everybody else wants to chew on a <laughs> ventilator, that's not my problem. That's nice. I guess it's going to be like like how the gorillas get AIDS, where they, if, if you're vaccinated, you know, if you spread it around, it doesn't fucking matter because you're vaccinated. <laughs> wait. I don't know where that wait. came from, but this is the problem with when people take us serious on this show. Wait. What? What? Gorilla getting AIDS, but there's no vaccine for AIDS. Yeah, but but it doesn't hurt uh, primates. They have AIDS. They spread it every time they mate, but it doesn't harm them. So they're non-symptomatic the... carriers, is what you're saying. Yeah, whatever. Okay. That's right. And that's Paul what, I mean, this was... epidemiologist now. <laughs> yeah. Science. Like, hopefully, Science corona's going to be like that. If y'all get vaccinated, you know. Hey man, they Once called again. my they called my number. I said I can't wait that long. I went down there and knocked an old granny out of the way and took her card, and I've been living life ever since. And that's just how it is. Once again, if you take anything serious on this show that is non wrestling related, that's a you problem. <laughs> Not on hey, us. and here's here's the ultimate rip. <laughs> This may be the most unbelievable thing that gets said tonight. The episode that we're going to watch tonight, Harper's watched it twice. Yeah. That's two times more than normal. <laughs> I expect some expert fucking commentary coming out of you tonight because you, you're double prepared for the first That's time right. ever. I double wrap my shit. Well, when you're dealing with us, it might not be a bad idea. You don't know where we've been. Yeah. Yeah, Mike won't get vaccinated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Once again, do not take things like, that you hear on this show serious. Like, I'm not getting that shot. Tuskegee, man. What about Tuskegee? <laughs> but that's crazy. You ever looked into that? Yes. I'm, I've read all yeah, about that's it. nuts, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. That's like Nazi type shit. No, I've I've read all about it, Harper. I know all about it. Okay. Now we've moved Fuck. on to history with Harper. Special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blasky, Mike Childry, Jeremy Priest, and Joe Ice. Just had to get that in because you're gonna get blown up in another thirty minutes or so as you're talking about uh dogs in bedtime stories. Well, Harper seems to be in rare form tonight. Um Well, he's rolling. Yeah, I think it's time that we blow ourselves. What do y'all think? I thought you already did. No, no, no. We have some okay. five stars, pal. 
Well, we got some five stars, but I also wanted to acknowledge one of our longtime patrons, longest listeners, been with us for a very long time, at Unconvinced Ray on Twitter, Brother Dave. Had to shout him out because this past week, on um, actually May the 9th of 2021, it was the second anniversary of him, of him coming back from the dead. So I wanted to share his no, 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 with no. the world. He didn't come back from the dead. We raised his ass from the dead. Okay, raised him from the dead. But remember the story. So let me read this. It says, today is the second anniversary of my resurrection at the healing hands of the BTT podcast. Fat arse, 12 sandwich eating yeast producing. I'm not going to say the name because uh, I don't. Well, I'll just read it. This is what Brother Dave said. Fat ass, 12 sandwich eating yeast producing Conrad would never think of the sound of orgasmic deaf chicks as a cure for coma patients. BTT did. And that's why I'm alive today. I said, oh, damn, Brother Dave, that's great. We're so glad you lived. You know, and the first sounds you heard were those of Harper's friend doing some plowing. And Brother Dave went on to say, it was like the sounds of a chorus of angels gently returning my soul back to my awaiting body, albeit the sound was quite slappy the seal-like. If you remember, Harper, you said it sounded like uh, uh, somebody was clubbing a seal. Yeah, it's like, right, right, right. It sounds like fucking, it sounds like Chewbacca. Jesus. That's, anyway, that's, um, not, that's not classy. No, it's not. I, I'm sorry. I apologize Conrad, uh, to, the, to the deaf people that can't hear us right now. Conrad, um, and, and that was no back disrespect. in the day before we had as many listeners as we do. We couldn't afford to lose listeners. That would have been bad. Now we don't care. Die All right, Doc. Die. So, um, Brother Dave, welcome back. Two-year anniversary. I can't believe it's been that long. Holy crap. But uh, thank you for the tweet. And uh, we're glad you're still with us. And we're glad the first sounds you heard were uh, Harper's friend um, plowing a um, a woman who couldn't hear. Thank you. All right. So I got a review here from uh, Dave. Uh, do we know who Dave is? We've got a lot of Daves that listen to us, so I'm not really sure who that Dave is. It's a podcast attic review, but go All right, well, if your name is Dave, thank you. BTT yeah. is a breath of fresh air. In a world where everything is a work, these guys are keeping it on the level. It might be crude and unprofessional, I'd say, but it's also among the best at critiquing and reviewing classic wrestling. Doc, Mike, and Hardbody are the ultimate three-man team, and if one of them is unavailable, the BTT bench is ready to step up and not let the show miss a beat. I never feel like I'm being fed BS here, unlike some wrestling pods I could name. BTT Army for life. Thank you, Dave. Why don't you head over to Dave's house and give him a toothy blowjob? That sounds like something Harper would like doing. Well... You, you, you never know. Yeah. You never know, man. You get Harper drunk enough on some on some uh, what is it, uh, Michelob Ultra, and look out. Yeah. Fucking know what I've been drinking? Uh, eggnog daiquiris? No. You ever had Cayman Jacks? Oh, those things are so sweet. They're they're fucking delicious. Is it, is it the white? Are they kind of white colored in those little bottles? The cans? No, oh, they they come in bottles too. Yeah, it's got like the alligator on the on the yeah. on the fucking label. Yeah, dude, those things are fucking delicious, bro. There you go. You can't have that though, because Mike proclaimed that Hennessy is the official drink of the show. Oh, yeah, he's putting his foot down. We have another one here from a Michael Tobin. I think that's his name. This is really small print. 
Uh, five stars, as always. Um, I heard Jim Cornette throw the Booking the Territory podcast name around, so I figured since it came from such a reputable source that I would give it a try. I'm ashamed of myself for not finding out about the podcast sooner. These three are some funny motherfuckers, especially the man they call Hardbody Harper. Yeah! I always get the craving for a pretty brown round when he's telling about his ring rat, ring rat antics. This is good shit, pal. Circle, circle, dot, dot. There you go. Uh-uh, give me, give me, uh-uh. give me, give me all you got. <laughs> we got another one, Mike. Yeah, it was good? four of them this week. Keep going. Oh, no, man, we're we're just blessed. We're blessed. And, it, and when we're blessed, we're energized. Old school fun. This is from Rich Burris. <sighs> By God, BTT has it all. Old school wrestling, honest reviews and reactions to what is happening. Actual humor that has me in tears. And just a tremendous podcast. If you're easily offended or just looking for a reason to talk to the manager, then as Doc says, swipe left and delete. Otherwise, get your tongue out of your girl's booty hole and listen to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Podcast. Man, we're gonna get sponsored. If anybody, if there was a company that sold eating ass, we would have a we would have our first real sponsor. Yeah, you think we'd get a sponsor by Pornhub or something? But that wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. Or what's the one that ex hamster something? Javorski would die. Just straight up explode, combust. <laughs> Wrestling and porno coming together in what his favorite spot. <laughs> Now we have one that came in from Professor Ace 7. Simply put, BTT is the best wrestling podcast out there. It features former outlaw mud show wrestler Mike Mills, the always hilarious superstar Hardbody Harper, and the smartest man in professional wrestling and fellow man of learning and sophistication, Dog Turner. As has been said... The jokes are filthy, which is where so much of the fun comes from. So be blessed and be a blessing and subscribe. Give five stars and open up that wallet and get on their Patreon. Man, I'm tired. Let's go home. <laughs> the five stars are rolling in this week. So thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, fuck the wrestling. Brother. I'm here to blow myself and get done. Appreciate all the five-star reviews out there, four of them. Hey, if you submit your own five-star review on Podcast Attic or Apple Podcasts, Doc will read yours on air, too, and we'll consider Hopper flying out to you and uh, servicing you, and if that's what you like, or if you're Rona's like Rona's over. We can fly again, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm about to take a trip, actually. Out of the country, that's, if you will. That's, that's nice. Hey, hey, oh, oh, speaking of out of the country. Uh. Almost forgot, Mike, but I didn't. Iranian cardiologist. All right. So, so my, here's the deal. Mike texted me like a week ago and says, all right, pal. Remember to remember next week on the show to ask me about this. Iranian cardiologist. I have no background. I have no knowledge of what this is, but I've had to remember it for a damn week. And, you know, I drink too much to remember shit. All right. So, I have a certain condition where I have to go see a cardiologist. All right? And 
And the cardiologist I used to see, uh, he's no longer in the area. So last week I had to go did see. He, did he lose a loser, loser leaves town match? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid ass. So he. Tell him to come I, back under a hood. I had to go. I got a, a new doctor, and it was the first time going to see him. So I go to the doctor, and um, just a follow-up visit. And then I, um, so I don't know, he he's just talking to me, and then he looks at me, and he, this is like five minutes after him being in the room, he's like, looks at my forehead. Well, well oh, first, oh. well, before we go to the forehead, this is actually, this happened second. First thing he does is, did you ever watch The Sopranos? So he gets into this like 10 minute long discussion with me about The Sopranos. So I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, my new doctor's, he likes The Sopranos, you know I mean? Just common stuff you can have discussions about. So we have this discussion about The Sopranos, all the characters, Tony in it. And, and then, so he's standing there and he looks and he goes, let's all have nicks in your head. So I said, <laughs> I was like, Doctor such and such, if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. So it's best I probably just avoid the topic. And then he's like, "Well, now why are you such a pussy all the time?" Just tell me. Probably thinks you're some fucking weirdo that like went to jail or something. So at that point, what he comes up with would be worse. Will y'all give me a chance? So he goes, "Just try me." I said, "Well, I used to do some professional wrestling," and he goes. Now remember, he's he he's Iranian, right? He goes like the Iron Sheik, <laughs> and I'm like, I like, yeah. He goes, you know, he's Iranian. I'm Iranian, and I go, yeah, I love the Sheik. And then he starts talking about the Sheik. You know, he really was a good wrestler, and he was this and this and this. And then I go. How how into you are of the Sheik? And he starts talking about the Hulk Hogan feud with the Sheik, and he and then he gets into I follow him on Twitter too, and man, oh, those Jesus. tweets. He starts going down the list of tweets. So, so <laughs> I almost started doing the Sheik invitation. Should have did it, <laughs> but I stopped short of doing it because I didn't want to insult him. No, no, no. You wouldn't have insulted him. You could have made him a listener, pal. Well, I got to go see him. Always be closing. Now, first of all, there's no chance in hell that this guy's a reputable cardiologist. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's got like a storefront, a window front in a Sears somewhere, doesn't he? I almost busted out. I shik. I shik. I got big dick. I fuck all the broads, the healthy broads. Me like the rat with the big, big booty. I almost, I almost went into the sheik, but I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Gosh, like a... you, you miss every shot because you don't take them. <laughs> if Harper, if Harper would have been with me, let's say Harper would have been sitting in the room with me, he'd have been At like, do it, Mike, do it, Mike, do it, do it. He would have been egging me on. You gotta hear him do this stupid sheik imitation. He thinks it's good, but it's not really good. But it is kind of funny sometimes. That would have been Harper. Why do you need Harper to come with you everywhere you go? I'm just saying he would. He would have said that. That's what he'd have said. Yeah. Nobody said I need. Nobody said I need. You love putting words in people's mouths because you love putting dongs in your mouth. So stop. Whoa. Okay? 
You got me confused with your brother-in-law, son. Whoa! It's nice. Uh, so that was that was the Iranian cardiologist, Doc. More to come, obviously. If uh, yeah, I think he, I think we need some more reports. Why don't you have a heart attack so we can get some more content for the show? You know what? You can piss off. Why? <sighs> All right. Uh, we do need to get into this week's show because you're going to be blown up in another ten minutes because of how far we into this show. I know how you are. You get blown up. I bet I'm good. Okay. Well, real quick, uh, shout out to Chris Tunstall. He's an existing patron. He bumped up this week. So shout out to him. And if you want to get access to all the stuff Doc's been talking about where, you know, we've been talking about these A&E biographies. We've been talking about these memorabilia shows along with the world class shows that are out there. ECW shows, NWA shows, everything that's behind the paywall. Go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT 300 plus exclusive episodes are there only for patreon members and like doc said we've got a a new one coming out by the time you listen to this you've probably heard it we're gonna talk some booker t what else we're talking on that one doc uh pillman, pillman. so we got some stuff to talk about there hey, and we already talked hey, about how do you think that we'll also probably i bet i bet i mean we haven't discussed this anywhere but i bet we also do some patron shows on this dark side of football I gotta like see how they. I gotta seems see like how something they do we it. might do. I gotta see how what's they do the, it. Uh, you know what's the, uh, you know the 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 fucking episodes. What well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I gotta see how they do it because my thing was I put it out on Twitter. Like, if they don't do Harper, you'll remember this. The very first patron episode we ever did was on the Dallas Cowboys Ring Rat House of the '90s, aka yeah. the White House. And I told Doc, and I tweeted this out the day I found out that, oh, they're going to do a football version of this. They better do the 90s White House for the Dallas Cowboys. Because like we talked about on the Patreon show, and I won't give it away because it's actually on YouTube. I put it up for free. Man, Jimmy Johnson, the booker was behind. Like he knew about it. So like that even adds a lot more to it because their own boss knew that they were renting a house where they were slaying these women. That fucking was sanctioned by the end of the National Wrestling. Yeah, Alliance. it was like sanctioned, like Jimmy knew, bro. You know, just take this. You can't do it on his campus. problems weren't that they were screwing. It was that they were being too loud about it. Yes. So, you know, they rented the house. So I was like, they that is a missed opportunity if they do not do an episode on that. And I don't think they will because the way they positioned it in the preview, they had like Kyle Turley and they were talking about it. it I think it's going to be geared towards like the medical malpractice that happens in the NFL versus the stories we want to hear about, which is the Dallas Cowboys ring red house of the nineties. I agree. So more to come, more to come. We'll see. But anyway, all right, let me share my screen with y'all. Uh, Doc, you got anything else while I'm getting this uh, queued up for you? It says here one of them is going to be, this is stupid, the birth of the wide receiver diva. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. The painkiller problem would be good. Yeah. Or, or with the, the, the uh, I don't know, how would you label it when the, the, like in the 80s when they would just destroy people. Um, oh, you mean just like the, what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where just like yeah. they would just tee yeah, off on QBs? Yeah, like just and, in general. 
I mean, that's it's a dark side of football, but that was all completely legal. That's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing illegal about that. So I don't know how you would I don't know how you would position it without calling the league currently. Here's a, the deal. The first season won't be that good, but because it's football, it'll draw a lot of attention, and then it'll be like, hey, y'all did some stuff, but why don't y'all really do some stuff? And that's when season two will get what we want to see. Well, let's just hope the the White House is, is on season two. <laughs> but I'm not seeing it. Uh, can y'all see my screen? I see Rick about yeah. to uh, All right. pounce. All right, well, let's get into this. We're in the, this is the December 30th, 1989 episode of NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Um, we start off the show, it's basically a replay of what we saw uh, last week. It's highlights of Ric Flair attacking Lex Luger. JR reminds us that Corny, when we go to, not center stage, but when we go to back to the Greensboro Coliseum, because that's where they're at again this week. JR reminds us that Corny will wrestle Shane Douglas this week, or as was announced last week, because Corny signed that contract. And Gordon Soley and JR are still on commentary. We are told, Doc, once again, that Kevin Sullivan is still in Ireland. Any what thoughts do you on think the... they do to monkeys in Malaysia? What do you think they do to monkeys in Ireland? What kind of animals do they have in Ireland? Uh, t- wolves, huh? Irish people. What do you think yeah, they do like to a... wolves in Ireland, Harper? Like American werewolf in London? Ah, that's yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, Doc, any thoughts on the opening before we go to the first match? Um, in the opening, we see. I think we see a good look at the crowd, and it made me think of this. Harper, what kind of rats do you think we could pull if we were get able to get in the boogie mobile and go back to Greensboro in '89? Uh, what kind of rats? All of them is the answer. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. Greensboro is a, is a nice little city. Don't don't sleep on it. It's I used to have a job. It's the heart of the NWA, pal. Well, I used to have a job. I've never told y'all this. Where I used to go there a couple times a year. Greensboro. You just and go down into the city hall and take some bumps. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. No, it How had nothing to do with big as like Shreveport, Lake Charles, or something. Oh no, it's bigger than that. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's been God. It's been close to twenty years since I've been there, but I mean, it was we got nice. Two hundred and ninety-one thousand people. Yeah, it's nice, and, and it's um, I don't, I don't, I forget. Is it like a tri-city thing where it's like Greensboro, Raleigh? The research. Tri- you mean the research triangle? Yeah, yeah. What do they call it? The research triangle. Is that what it's called? I'm being serious, idiot. The research triangle. Don't me- okay. Anyway, Greensboro's nice, man. Got some nice women there too, man. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, you know why he's saying that, Harper? Because uh, it's only forty-eight percent white. Oh, well, there you go. Forty-one <laughs> percent black. Man, all I used of to a go sudden there, he's picking up his U-Haul and moving there. Yeah. When I used to go there, man, real man. They had this one in particular. Mm. One, this one in the town. Why? There was more than one. I'm just talking about this one in particular. Lord have mercy. What's she doing now? Tom. Kicking cans? <laughs> I don't know. Orange is the new black. So, Doc, any other thoughts on the opening? 
we'll see if Gordon Soley stays upright throughout the entire show. <laughs> yeah, this is a long taping for him. This is the second of the, of the back-to-back there in Greensboro. They go to the first match, and it is the Fabulous Freebirds versus Flying Brian and the Z-Man. If you remember last week, they were about to wrestle as we went off air, and Gordon was like, well, keep them cameras rolling, and JR did too. So uh, we got Pillman and Z-Man in this thing. Doc, let me throw it to you. What do you have from this? They give them a lot of time as I'm throwing it Boy, to they you. they do. Woo! Uh, they worked a long match. I feel like, so the Freebirds have fallen fast here. Yeah. And we've decided to drop a whole barrel of ice water on Pillman. Does Herd really know what the point of wrestling is? That we're trying to get guys over in a fake fucking business? Is that a trick question? Because I think no, you know. It's not. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> um, you know, the only thing that separates zinc from the Italian stallion is better steroids. That's nice. It's been a long time since I've watched these and or any of the ones that are ahead, but there's so you're talking about the Freebirds dropping, right? Because remember, who was the last NWA World Tag Team Champion? Them. Them, right? Right. Well, His and remember, Hop, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. and remember, the U.S. Tag Belts are still floundering, or you know, nobody's got Floating it. Around, I think Eddie, yeah. I think Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner were the last champs. I'm trying to remember, but. So those belts are still just out there. They're going to do a tournament sometime at the beginning of next year, I believe. And I think the Freebirds and, and Z-Man and Pillman are going to be in that tournament too. I know Z-Man and Pillman are. I think the Freebirds are. Like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time. So, but to Doc's point, man, the Freebirds kind of have, if you're just watching it weekly, you're like, yeah, they've kind of fallen off a little bit as far as any type of push. And they've kind of just uh, settled into just being a tag team and nothing special. You know, Especially when you consider the clashes and stuff them, they were involved in. I haven't thought of them as being old until I watched this match. And he, they're not even that old. Like, they're Hayes not. That so old here's here. the deal. Garvin is 37. Yeah. And Hayes is 30. Yeah, that's what Damn. I'm saying. Everybody thinks of Michael Hayes by this point being old, but he's not old. He got started so young. 30. Yeah, he's only 30. And he looks older than thirty. Don't get me wrong, but I'm but but I'm with you, Doc, on this. It's it's. But I mean, this is a this is a, a, a much better than your average squash squash match on TV. So we'll take it. Yeah, Harper, you got any thoughts on it before I go into the finish? No. So you Pillman watched and- it twice in the first match, which is not a squash match, and yours is <laughs> no. I mean, what do you want me to say? Something. Just- Something. You ain't got to get all hot. You ain't got to get all hot about it, pal. Yeah. Look at Tom Zank with that arm bar. Working the body part. Looks like well, a Stallone stunt double. It does. Pillman and Z-Man are going to win by DQ because Jimmy Garvin shook the ropes and knocked Pillman off. And after the bell, the Freebirds are about to go for the double DDT on Z-Man, but Pillman's going <laughs> to save Z-Man. Delivers a double clothesline to the Freebirds, and the Freebirds powder out of the ring and get the hell out of Dodge, and that is how this match wraps up. So Pillman and Z-Man win by DQ. So the Freebirds are, I guess you could say they're protected in this match. They don't take a pinfall, which is It's fine. protected, but don't you think that lit finish was a little lame? Yeah. I, to I be mean, honest, to be honest, if we're going to 
do this to the Freebirds, we might as well let Zink and Pillman get the a clean win and build them up. I don't know. It's hard to say. I didn't have a problem with it just because it's it's all right. But they, I tell you what, they they worked a long match. Man, <laughs> all fine. I was sitting here thinking is we're not even into January yet, but I'm counting down. I got a little calendar, 89, 90 calendar out, counting down the days until pitchers and catchers report. Pitchers, okay. Well, yeah, we got a long way to go till that talk. The next match, we got Buzz Sawyer versus Larry Santo. Uh, I had a note, and I know we've been talking about Buzz for a few weeks now. Buzz needs to let that ponytail go that he's got going on. Dude, that is head. extra dirty. And yeah, that looks great, man. It makes <laughs> him look like a total piece of shit. Well, Who, because he was one. I mean, right, Doc? Yep. I showed I this mean, to my girlfriend. I said, the, oh, how old, you, let's hear. how old do you think that guy is? What'd she say? Know, 41, 42. I was like, he's like your age now. She's like, no fucking way. I was like, he's like 32, 33 there. Dude, he looks like he's 45 years old at least. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody's dad coming out to yell at the, get off my, get off my lawn. I got to be honest. He looks older than Gary Hart, his manager. Yeah, that's true, huh? Can I mean, Gary's 16, clean. Can you look at 1658 real quick? Buzz is spitting all over the place. 16 what, Doc? 58. All right, we're at 1645, so we got about 10 seconds. What are we looking for here? I don't know. I oh, forgot God. to take a note there. You always do that. Oh, right there. Oh, right, right there. there. Yeah, yeah. When he's, okay, when he's... So he's got him on the mat. Has any jobber been in more trouble since Ron Garvin left the, the promotion than Santo right there? You got a wild man riding you on the back, rubbing your face in the mat. That wasn't horrible, but it's, no, but but it was You know what I mean? The, the potential for danger is there. Well, yeah, because he's because here's the thing, and I know some people might disagree with this. I don't know what Harper thinks. Harper used to always go, "Man, Ronnie Garvin's an asshole," but like, I don't know if it's just because I never looked at Ronnie Garvin as a like a outside the ring piece of crap like I do Buzz. So like when I see Buzz do that I'm like, yeah, he's just a dirty bastard. I used to think Ronnie just used to do that because he just cuz he did it. Okay. But yeah, yes, because he could, and, and but he wasn't like a dirty person. Here. Isn't Ronnie a dirty bastard too cuz he made a video where he was exposing the business in the 70s? Well, yeah, but he wasn't a fucking drug addict fucking right. asshole. That, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Fucking beating the shit out of people and being reckless. Yeah, I feel like, I don't feel like Ronnie ever, like, did anything reckless. I mean, yeah, he, did he twist guys up like a pretzel? Did he chop the hell out of them? Yeah. But I never, like, I never saw Ronnie just, you know, take his fist and just, you know, punch a guy in the jaw or take his elbow and hit a guy in the jaw. I haven't seen Buzz do that yet, but Buzz is just a dirty human being even outside the ring. Ronnie Garvin isn't. True. Yeah. Put it this way. If I was in a match, I would much prefer to give my body to Ronnie Garvin than Buzz Sawyer. Because I feel Buzz at any moment could be reckless. Did you feel that way at all with Chris Adams? No, I didn't think Chris was reckless. He just was stiff. Because he hadn't been drinking yet? No, he just was stiff. 
Okay. I mean, one man gang was the same way. Well, he wasn't reckless. He just was stiff. Okay. He just beat yeah. the hell out of you. I mean, it wasn't like he, but he was like Chris or gang. He, they weren't going to drop you on your head. I mean, you didn't have to worry about that. Right. So in this match, Gordon Sully said that he saw, first saw Buzz Sawyer wrestle in high school. Can you imagine like Gordon up in the stands? He's got like a tumbler, a gin, watching Buzz maul somebody. Gin. <laughs> got the bottle of beef eater, Hopper? Yeah, a beef eater. <laughs> Hold on, I got to play this because I want Hopper to get mad. Here is in between matches. I, I just want to say this. Notice what the finish was. A splash. I didn't oh, yeah. notice that. Okay. I'm it was saying. a splash and right and right before Hopper, he hit the he hit the he hit the power slam, but then he got up and went and did the splash. Yeah, I'm just saying keep that in mind for later on. Okay. So make a note of that. And now let's piss Hopper off, because here's Norman as they're going to commercial. 1990 sure is going to be a great year for Norman. I'm coming looking for you, woman. And I think you're my woman of the 90s. <laughs> if he pulled woman, it would be the greatest outkicking of coverage that has ever happened in the history of pussy and dick. No, that wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. He's like, if he's like those like psycho fans that like, that follow the, the fucking female wrestlers. How much money would he, Harper, how much money would Norman have to have to pull woman in 1989? Oh, God. He'll have to have, like, Ric Flair money. Um, like, like fucking drive a Bentley and, and wear a fucking... Ric Flair when he's the champ suit. or Ric Flair after he's... Never mind. Now, come on. Which, which end of the curve of nationomics are we talking about? Look at this asshole. Yeah, with his fucking so, Polaroid. Norman comes out to work a match. He's going to up against Mike Thor. No, around Norman's neck is a Polaroid camera, and he's carrying around a picture of woman, which is kind of creepy. And he's got that the key weird. and a small bear. It's very, very terrible. I can't even with this match. Norman wins. It's very uneventful. It's terrible. Yeah. He's trying um, to eat the man. And how... How does he win the match? Splash. Yeah, exactly. We just saw that. Well, Buzz is looking. He's a also lot wearing two too. different shoes. <laughs> yes, yes, I did catch that. Hey, keep that in mind. We just saw two splashes for a finish, <laughs> and it's not even over yet. No, well, right? SSTs up soon. There you go. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Hopper, any other thoughts on your favorite wrestler, Norman the Lunatic? No. What the fuck? Look at this fat bastard. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, Norman sees the seat. No. Sorry. Can't put you can't put that much stress on a heart. We can. As as Brother Dave found out, it's hard to live that way. Brother Dave is not a big man. What you need to do what you need to do is pull out the BTT episode and give it to your Iranian cardiologist and say, if I ever die of a heart attack, you need to play this podcast to me while you're running the paddle so that I can hear Harper <laughs> talking about deaf girls getting fucked. 
<laughs> nice. After Norman wins a very uneventful match, we're going to go to Ric Flair, Arn, and Ole. Here they are. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. In just a moment, we'll see Double A, Arn Anderson in action. But right now, let's hear from the horseman. Here we are. We're the most recognized force in this sport today. We're the world champion, and we're the Andersons. We've got titles galore to our credit. The bottom line is Lex Luger, Sawyer, Muda, the Dragon Master, it makes no difference. We like them tall, we like them small, we'll take them all. Now, Sting, we got a spot open, pal, and in our eyes, you're the kind of guy we want for number four. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the horsemen looking for the fourth man. And you know, Sting, we got our eyes set on you. Woo! You know, you look at wrestling, you see a lot of pretty guys all pumped up with the weights. They look good. But now you're looking at the best, and you're looking at some people that can do one thing better than anybody else in the world. The Wrecking Crew and Flair, you're talking about wrestling. They say look into a man's eyes, they can tell whether he's telling the truth or just full of BS. Well, you look at us. We're ready to wrestle. Anybody. Hart, that means you. That means Doom. That means Steiners. That means anybody. We're coming. We're coming to be the very best. During the course of the last year, a lot of people have rose to prominence. It's called parity. That means all things being equal. But the reason parity existed in the National Wrestling Alliance is because the horsemen were absent. All of a sudden, parody is not prevalent. They've jumped on the nature boy. The call's been made. Now, what you have to deal with is life as you know it no longer exists. You want to dance? You got to pay the fiddler. The measuring stick has always been from day one. The symbol of excellence dictates what everything else in this sport happens. So, gentlemen, you jumped on the nature. We're not wearing a white hat. We're going to do what we've always done. The problem is, this time, you're the victim. I want to give some context to that promo. So, Doc, I don't think we talked about this. I said I was going to look it up last week, and I don't think I did. This this episode, or these last two episodes of Saturday Night, they were recorded on December the 10th in Greensboro. So when you're seeing these promos from, like, Arn and, and Rick right here, you notice they're not in the, re- the arena. I mean... It's because this was recorded before Starcade. So anyway, I just thought I'd give some uh, context around when this was taped and why you're seeing these promos and they're not actually in the building. Uh, Doc, your thoughts on Arn there? Well, on all of them, I thought uh, Flair was, they were all good. But what I didn't understand, and it's really hard for, because I think by itself, Oli was really good. But he was he came out talking about pretty boys with good bodies right after Rick is like, Sting, we want you. Oh, right. So it didn't make any sense. <laughs> but it, if you just had it by itself, I mean, look into my eyes and think if we're lying, we can wrestle. And I like the fact that Oli was like, he can't just baby face. He's like, we'll beat you too, Steiners. And Arn was great. I mean, they're not wearing white hats. The calls have been made. Shit's about to go down. And parody is a thing of the past, man. That was good. What'd you think, Hopper? Arnest, man, I, I didn't realize how much I missed him until I hear him no do those promos. Shit. Think he's happy to be back? Yeah. 
he he's a master class promo guy it's he's so damn good i mean he, he he knows how to look into the camera the inflection he's there's never a time when he doesn't sound serious i mean rick is a different type of promo when he starts talking about the marriott and stuff you don't really get that much from arn i mean arn said some things before about you know back at the marriott but not in the same way rick does Man, Arn's just, he's just serious as a heart attack. And, you know, I know you're mentioning about Arn, like, so happy he's back. But, I mean, you, you could throw Ole in there, too. I mean, as much as a curmudgeon as he is, it, he gets on the mic and he starts preaching, too. I mean, he, Oh, yeah. He's he's a pastor in his own right. But, could I imagine, mean. Could you imagine Ole being a real-time minister? Ah, fucking uh, go to hell. Who gives a shit? That's nice. <laughs> Who the hell you're an asshole? This shit's anyway. all the work. God damn it. <laughs> oh, you don't want to put nothing in a collection plate? You're going to hell, motherfucker. Grab him. Oh boy. He'll grab a hold on you if you don't put any in the in the plate. So after the promo, we keep going and it's Arn Anderson versus Bob Cook. Someone in the front row, we talked about this last week, has a welcome home Arn sign. Arn's going to yeah. win with Spine Buster. Doc, thoughts? This is a uh... Harper's favorite new jobber, Bob Cook. Yeah. Doesn't he do good? He's He flies around, man. Yeah. He does. He does. Uh, star on his penis. What? But, you know. Can you um, give me 2750, please? 2750. All right. Or 2745 right here. Right there. Right there. What? Go back a little. Go back a little bit further. 27 four. There you go. Yeah, because he slapped right Arn. Yeah, he got him good there. He's Arn like, sold motherfucker it. here. Sold the hell out of it. Little Arn's like, did you really just do that? Look at that dude. He was <laughs> like, fuck you, you fat out snow looking motherfucker. <laughs> he does look like he works at Jiffy Lube, though, Hopper. Oh, yeah, he does. He's and got now, the Jiffy Lube look. Bob Cook wanted to shake hands. Arn said, hell no. Oh, Arn slaps him back. Oh. And now Arn's off and running. There we go. But Bob Cook got some run there, man, and that's I like that. One little quick hit, yeah? Hubbard, I figured, you... out, I figured out why I like this Arn Spinebuster better than everybody else's. Why? He brings that left knee up, and it really looks like then he's when he's turning him, he's driving that knee with the body down. I just think the way he moves is what makes it look. It's hard to describe. Like he's so fluid with it, and and he's not really planting the guy hard. But I don't know. To me, it always looks like he's just putting that guy through the canvas when he does it. Hubbard, you said this is your new favorite jobber. Uh, yeah. What you got from this match? He does a good job. Well, that's his job. It's the job. Yeah. He he he's. He bumps well. He sells well. What kind of car does Bob Cook drive? Oh God! Oh, what was this? Nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Maybe Is like a his? nine. Go ahead. I'm trying to think. Maybe his got... aunt Peggy. His aunt Peggy's nineteen eighty-seven Buick Skylark. No, that's too new. This is from nineteen eighty-nine. 
that car would be only two years old. Right. It's got to be like 10 years old. Okay. It's got to be like maybe a 79 or an 80 Granada or something. Ugh. Yeah. What's it Those What's it smell like on the inside? And don't say cocoa butter because this ain't a brother. <laughs> uh, Cigarettes. Definitely. It definitely smells like cigarettes. What kind of beers is this guy drinking in that car when he's driving? Oh, fucking. Coors Yellow Bellies. No, 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 no. That's too fancy. He, he okay. probably drinks like uh, old Milwaukee's or Bush or something. <laughs> oh, boy. I've been there before. He probably drinks fucking uh, MGD. Remember that? Ugh. That just <laughs> came know... out in like 90 or 91, I think. Yeah. Do y'all know? I still get messages when Harper said the Jive Tones car smells like cocoa butter and weed. I still (laughs) get messages from people who call us racist for that comment. Man, I need the I need the Jive Tones back yesterday in this promotion, and Shaska was a Awesome, awesome source of entertainment. Bruh, Boogie was also an incoherent, rambling fool. It was so much fun to review all of those. Woof. Anyway, I wanted to point that out as we were talking about what the car smells like. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Any other thoughts on this match, Hopper? No. So, um, yeah, I'm playing this next thing, Doc, because this is really, really pathetic. Uh, Where is it at? Here we go. It's Uh, so pathetic, I didn't even write it down, so I don't even know what it is. Here here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Ross and Gordon Soley for World Championship Wrestling. Before we see the Wild Samoans in tag team action, let's hear this from Tommy Rich. Uh Uh-oh. You know, somebody say something about, you know, a lot of things going on with the NWA. The main thing is the NWA give Tommy Rich a chance against Mike Rotunda, one-on-one lumberjack rules, because he's got a bad habit of running. But I didn't know what was going to happen. He's going to have one of his cronies. You know, he's out on the floor. All of a sudden, I'm blindsided. My lights are out. And if it hadn't been for the people sitting in the crowd, Kendall Wyndham, I wouldn't know who it is. Well, coming up here next week, it's going to be you and me, and it won't be no backstabbing. And when it's all over, I'm going to do it for the people right here. Yeah, for the people. He should be for the in people. prison. All these nice for, fans. He should be in prison for stealing money from the NWA in 1989. And that oh, was stop. my comment. Push pause, push pause, push pause, Hold push on. Pause. Give me a second. I'm going to have to rewind it. <laughs> okay. I want to come back uh, to that. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Right I'm going to wait for. Right there. There you go. Good job. I was trying to wait for him to. I was waiting for him to raise his hands. All right. Man, Tommy Rich is just sliding down the card, huh? And he talks real fast. Promo was a waste of time, I'll tell you that much. Come on, man. He's going from Luger. That's right, Luger to Rotunda to Tommy Young to Kendall Wyndham. Don't forget, he also uh, injured Tommy Young and um, put, put put, put him out of refereeing. Don't forget. Once and for all, brother. Okay, we're on this. Uh, the next match is the Samoan SWAT team versus Mike Hart and Brody Chase. We've seen these guys before, but Doc told me to hit pause. So w- w- what are we looking at here, Doc? 
Brody Chase's hair on Bruh. the left there, that's a problem. <laughs> he looks like Joe Dirt as an adult. <laughs> he looks like the hair metal version of Keith Steinborn. What do you call that? that? I mean, it's what? a severe mullet. There's no tapering. It is yeah. a shaggy-haired, curly-haired dude on top and this straight mane on the bottom. He looks that like mullet fuck- probably has his own fucking uh, personality. It's like it's a living thing. <laughs> he looks like the keyboard player for Europe. Debra! Yeah, or from fucking autograph. <laughs> it's the final countdown to get in Your Los Angeles Lakers. Planks, playing small forward, Cedric Sabios. <laughs> Oh, boy. And this I, asshole I, was from Paradise City with the Guns N' Roses jacket. And then on the right, you, Mike Hart looks like just Southern wrestling dickweed. <laughs> Sorry, from if Paradise you're City. Sure, aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm married to the Rocket Queen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I don't care what you're, whatever year you're in, that's a bad look. Like, yeah, it, it, that's it, what I was trying to say. Like, even for '89, that look doesn't. That's some, a bad look for you. <laughs> some of these haircuts don't. They don't age well. That yeah. one wasn't good then. Looks like <laughs> a groomed uh, dog, like a poodle. Yeah. And then there's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Oliver Humperdink and the Samoans are coming to the him? ring. Is he going to make the face doc? Oh, What's wrong with his left the eye there? Yeah, he was He was looking. Something was weird. He's poking at his eye, and I don't know. He looks like he's allergic to bees and got stung in the back. <laughs> Maybe he had a peanut allergy, and he ate some ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a meme. That's where he got that from. No, I, I didn't. I just thought that up. Maybe Harper was the the developer of the meme. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> Mike, Mike doesn't know anything about creation, just destroying things. All right. Well, the Samoans are going to murder these two guys, and that's what I Here's got what from I it. To know. These guys are supposed to be wild Samoan savages. Yet they take off their tr- ceremonial garb and literally fold them up more meticulously than those blue skirts that they're wearing. Watch this. Cafe, brother. What? Ixnay on the Ixnay. Shut up. Look, watch them fold these things up. <laughs> they're going to fold it's them like-, like the American flag. Hop. They're going to Right, Man, like Boy Scouts, they completely like the land to me. I don't give a shit. I'll wipe my ass with. <laughs> no, he's gonna do. He's gonna wipe his ass. He's gonna do a whole lot more than that. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> are we, yeah, are we back to be wall Samoans here because Samoan savages wouldn't pass. There's still the Samoan SWAT team here, huh? There's they're they're still called the Samoan SWAT team. They're not. Here. Oh, what do they call them? 
Wild Samoans. Oh, okay, then maybe so. I. Which I mean, I does it really matter? Like they're this, they look the. I mean, it's the same guys. So why? I like this, uh, the fucking SWAT team name better. I do too. I do, I do too. And, and I stand by what I said. Criminally underused since they've been here. They actually got a win over the Midnight Express at the yeah. clash that was in New Orleans. Don't forget that one. Shit. Looks like, like Mario Van Peoples versus Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was good. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Remember when Jamie Presley was hot? She, oh, yeah. She was in... Uh... What the, she was in those like nineties, those like late nineties teen movies, huh? I guess. Okay, where yeah. are we going with that, Doc? What? Where are we going with that? <laughs> I was just asking. That's all. Okay. All right. On that note, Doc, what do you have from this match? Like I said, they're going to beat the piss out of these guys. That's it up for me. The kick looked good. That kick looked really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hit him. He called him good. I mean, uh, no after... one on, I mean, no one on fucking uh, TNT throws a kick like that now. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Hawks versus right. Knicks. Yeah, TBS said. So then after the Samoan SWAT team wins or the... Wasamoans, whatever they're calling them now. Wait, we got how'd the match end? A splash. Yeah, exactly. We've seen three splash finishes. Shut up. Fuck. (laughs) Be quiet. Doesn't matter. It's all fake anyway, right? All right, we go to highlights of Lex Luger and Sting from last week. Remember, it ended in a DQ when Luger put the chair up when Sting went for the Stinger Splash. And right after that, there was a huge altercation with Luger and Flair and many others. Doc, what's your thoughts on this replay, if anything? Oh, I don't have any because it's a replay. Okay. Look at Sting wearing a white pants. You know what it means right. when, a, when a woman wears white pants? She's ready to know. fuck. That's right. She's not... On a period. That's right. You see how Jay yeah. was looking at you as you said that? <laughs> yes. That's what uh, 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 Buku Dow told me that. And Buku Dow told Luger, you that? Luger's thinking, I can't show it, but Harper's onto something there. Yeah, <laughs> and JR's looking huh? like, what? Buku Dow taught you, Buku Dow taught you that one. <laughs> nasty Buku. little. Uh, nasty Buku Dow. Oh, man. Hmm. All right, well, on that note, let's go to Luger now. He's with uh, Jim Ross. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've just seen the second altercation involving Lex Luger, Sting, and Nature Boy Ric Flair. The first one happened in Troy, New York at the Clash. You started again last week. But one thing we can say conclusively is that a contract has been signed for you to challenge Ric Flair for the heavyweight championship of the world. We're days away from that. It's been a long, long year, and I have counted every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month. That's past, Ric Flair. 
And what goes around comes around, Nature Boy, because now I set the policy in the NWA. I stand head and shoulders above the rest, Nature Boy. I'm what makes the NWA go around now. And whatever belt the total package wears, that makes it the number one belt, because the athlete makes the belt, and there's none better than me. And it goes, it's a foregone conclusion, Nature Boy, that I'm going to take that belt. It will be around this chiseled waist of mine, but I'm out for much more than that because you made me wait too long. I'm going to strip you of not only your belt, I'm going to strip you of your pride, I'm going to humiliate you, and Nature Boy, I'm going to hurt you because the total package Lex Luger is the champion of the 90s. Doc, any thoughts on Luger? I thought it was pretty mid. He said, he said Nature Boy, what, five times? I didn't count. It was all right, though. I mean, I like the, I still like the fact that I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that they're, they're hearkening back to the clash and making this a year-long thing, and I like that. That's, I mean, it, it, it's realistic. Harper, what do you think? If you have a mullet, you can't have your hair back. In a ponytail. <laughs> sure you can. How stupid that looks. Yeah, but he won't be the dumbest looking motherfucker on the show. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, he's, he's got that's some... That's like running uh, away from the bear. You don't have to be the fastest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I thought it was fine. I'm, I'm with you, Doc. We keep moving, and we're going to go to what's supposed to be Shane Douglas versus Jim Cornette because of what happened last week where Corny signed a contract. But what he didn't realize was he was signing a contract for he and Douglas and not uh, Stan and Douglas or or the Dynamic Dudes versus the Midnight Express. So um, they throw it to the match, which this match is taking place in Peoria, Illinois, at the Civic Center there. Yeah. And, Bro, look and, how empty the seats are behind the first few rows. So I'm glad you brought that up because what I was going to say was I read, and I don't know how many seats this building holds, but there was a reported 3,500 people there. But the note on the history of WWE.com, which is where I got this, these results from state that this town and city was heavily papered. So 3,500 people, but it was heavily papered is pretty not a good look when you only got 3,500 and you papered it heavily. Um, so, yes, that's a good uh, observation, Hopper, as you say that. But now, I mean, I mean, run the building, I mean, run the show in a four or 5,000 seat building, it wouldn't be that bad. I just, you know? Go run a civic center, right, Hopper? How many times have right. you said that? I mean, fuck. Stay I, away I from the you. army. I hear you. I hear you at this point. All right. Let me keep going because remember, I said this is supposed to be Douglas versus Corny. But if you're watching on our video version at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, Cornette has his arm in a sling. So we need to hear what the hell is going on with Cornette because it doesn't look like he's going to be able to wrestle. It goes, match, and I was really looking forward to it. But unfortunately, I slipped in the shower, bed and over to pick up the soap. Well, you might expect it out of Cornette. The dude's trick 
Cornette. He thought he said he was signing a match for his men, Stan and Bobby, to wrestle the dudes. Instead, it was a single. What, did he bring a note from his doctor? I'll bet. He probably sat down and just wrote it out with the injured arm. Oh, in the ring, Shane Douglas being jumped by Stan Lane, who is the designated substitute for Jimmy Cornette, but not for long. So Corny makes the announcement that he slipped in the shower when bending over for picking up to pick up some soap. So it's going to be Stan versus Douglas in an anything goes match. Doc, before I go over the match, uh, what do you have from either Cornette or the actual match? I'm sure there's a reason. But wouldn't it wouldn't it make more sense listening to this match? Lance Russell still has it here. Yeah. To have Lance Russell do this with JR than Soli. Because Soli's lost his fastball. I mean, that's... That's what? You you you, you just stopped. I mean, I was trailed off just to, to leave some room for you to add some further analysis, perhaps. Well, solely, um, I'm sorry. You know there's a million shows going on outside of Saturday night, right? I only know that there's one. It's this. Okay, well, that's your that's your problem. Because Lance Russell does do a weekly show. Um, you've got Terry Funk and Chris Cruz. They handle, I think, worldwide around this time. So you've got a number, and Gordon Soley is, is also on one of those shows, if I remember correctly. So they just pulled in Gordon. I mean, I, I hear you. Uh, why didn't they so, pull in Soley? So we're they... at a point now where there's too much product? Sounds like that's always been a thing. Oh, there was tons of NWA shows on, but it's been like that for years. I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, there was main event for years in the 80s. There was Worldwide. Worldwide's yeah, been around Worldwide. forever. I remember watching um, that. That yeah. was when they used to come on, like, Channel 26 or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, there was. there's always been all, a million shows along with the TBS show. The TBS show was just a good one because that was the one where we got to watch all the promos from the studio. So, like, that's the one. That's a memorable one. But, I mean, we we know all these shows have been going on for a while. What's wrong with you, Doc? I mean, what, what are you trying to say here? Nothing. Yeah, you just don't I know what you're talking about. I hope he's okay. Right. Um, Hopper, anything from this before I go to the finish? I was I was looking forward to seeing uh, Jim Cornette uh, get in there and wrestle, but, you know. Battle of left-wing versus right-wing politics. Corny versus <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> so, Corny pulls another fast one. Um, you know, as Doc said, Lance Russell's on commentary. Shane is going off on Stan when Corny comes in and he's trying to use his racket. But Shane catches him and then body slams him. And Corny then gets pinned by Douglas as he's, I guess Douglas is supposed to be choking him, although it looks terrible. The crowd, I didn't get a much of a reaction. I mean, there's kids cheering, but there was no, yeah, from the yeah, crowd. Know, huh? It you was dead. Yeah. And I know it's only 3,500 people there. I don't know how many people this building holds. Maybe Doc can look it up on the fly. But um, 
The this they're in Peoria, Illinois, at the Civic Center. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I don't know it's the name of the Civic Center. Eight. I bet it's seven to eight thousand. Look at oh, these I gotta, two. I gotta <laughs> play. I gotta play something as as we're going to commercial, pal. Looks like his but, attorney. But as you know, as we discussed, like they are quiet. Even Corny's throwing a fit, and nobody's making noise. Just the Ooh. kids are like cheering it's dead they're dead there's no reaction to this i'm not sure what that it was the peoria civic center um according to the results it says december 14th 1989 okay okay never mind never mind never mind mind. the the civic center ballroom holds 6500 okay so that's maybe where they were and it was 3500 in attendance yeah yeah anyway so there's that um now, Doc, any other thoughts before we keep going? Because again, that segment did nothing for me. I ain't trying. You think to... corny? You think corny said, "I'll take bumps, but don't let that goof Johnny Ace near me." <laughs> I think that's a possibility. I did too. <laughs> nothing, nothing against you, Joe. I like you. You and Hawk are great, but keep your goofy brother away from me. <laughs> Well, in between the in between the that segment or that match and the next, we've got a Tommy Rich and Ranger Ross promo as we go to commercial. Hi, wrestling fans. I'm Ranger Ross. And my name's the Wild Fox. Somebody say something about Stay tuned because we're coming up in just a minute. <laughs> what the hell was that? It was him goofing off. <laughs> yeah, it was funny for all the <laughs> what what face. Would Ranger Ross have made if Tommy Rich goes, somebody say something about some N words? <laughs> I don't even it's know if possible. that's funny. Is it not possible? Oh, that Tommy Rich would say that? Right. I don't put nothing past that redneck See? chicken fucking idiot. That's hey, nice. Hey, hey. What? Come, just move on. Yeah, just yeah. Jesus, Harper. Do you have you held a twenty-year grudge on anyone in your life? No, I love I love doing it because it makes Javorski mad in the Facebook group, and he keeps bringing it up. I'm like, I mean, what what do you want me to do? The man's on my TV. I got to talk about it. If he wasn't in a promotion, I wouldn't be talking about it. And he's running around. Stop so refreshing far, your Twitter or whatever the hell you're doing. Your Instagram, looking at big booty hoes, all for Jesus. Hey, uh, Ken Fields turned 58 today. Well, that was Ooh, very tootie. random. Tootie, tootie. Oh, Kim Fields. I was thought yeah. you said Ken Fields. If anybody knows Tootie, I would have thought it was you. I of know. Course. Of course, yeah, I know. I guess we're moving on from Tommy Rich and Ranger Ross's pathetic promo leading into the match with Tommy Rich and Ranger Ross. I think we're going to go to their pathetic match. Well, then, I mean, wasn't last week it was Ranger Ross and Eddie Gilbert? Yeah. Just insert white guy here. <laughs> Tommy and Ranger Ross versus Cactus Jack Manson, Nasty Ned Brady. Jim Ross, to his credit, keeps putting over Cactus, says he will be someone we hear more from in the 90s. Boy, that was uh, some foreshadowing. This crowd continues to be quiet throughout all of these matches, including this one. Unfortunately, Tommy Rich and Ranger Ross are going to win when Tommy hits that 
ridiculously stupid and pathetic looking Thez press on Nasty Ned. I think this one was the one. It was sloppy looking too. Oh, this was the one that was sloppy? uh, I didn't have a note, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's pathetic. It was was when the his uh, cactus's partner has uh, uh, Ranger Ross in the corner and he's uh, choking him. And the Greensboro crowd started chanting boring. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Tommy Richards, he loves, you know, grounding a guy on the ground and just laying there. I mean, or in this case, he's standing there working the leg. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, this was terrible. Doc, what other thoughts you got on this? I'm trying to get to the finish. It was long. Yeah, way too goddamn long, bro. Long and boring. Mother note was poor cactus. Here comes the the only star here. He's the only star. Thank God you admitted it. Look at this, Thez Press. There he comes. That's it. One, two, three. It wasn't as sloppy as I thought. He's got a thing for putting his uh his penis in a, in guys' faces. Yeah. Come on. What? I'm really, just saying, look really? at the death press. The way he lands, he's got his crotch in the guy's face. Austin didn't do it that way. Luthez didn't do it that way. Well, there is some entertainment at the end of the match. Cactus decides to go off on Nasty Ned, and the crowd is um chanting, which is the most exciting thing that we've seen in the last 15 minutes as this match was going on. He dumps him on the outside. Eventually, he's going to drop the big elbow off the apron on him. And here's the clothesline over the top. Boy, Cactus is great. And, uh, yeah, I I like seeing Cactus. uh, He peels back the mat, and he's going to drop that elbow and destroy his hip a little bit more on this week's episode. I can only imagine in about 10 or 11 hours when he wakes up in the morning what his hip must feel like. I don't know. He how old is he here? Won't you look that up? Okay, he's probably like twenty eight, twenty nine. Fuck, bro. Well, what that I was is, gonna say <laughs> that hurt me. The elbow drop. Uh, you talking? Look at that. Oh, uh, I don't God. think people realize, dude. That move doesn't feel good on, on inside of a ring, and you do it on concrete. He loves he loves pain, man. He loves pain. That hurts. Oh my god! But that what? cause permanent. That can cause permanent damage. Oh, that's gonna it's... suck when you get older. Well, like look now, how he when walks he's fifty-five. Now. He was twenty-four there. Oh, well, 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 that explains it. He was he was so young. That fucking yeah. dumb and full of cum. Well, yeah, no, when Doc, when Doc it. said when he wakes up the next day. Dude, he didn't feel it the next day. He's he's a young man. But in the morning, I bet he can't move. No. I think he was fine. No, I years mean old. tomorrow morning from right now. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean in 10 hours when he wakes his ass up and he's like having to do DDP yoga in bed before he can get up. Yeah, I got you. Any other thoughts on Cactus right there, Hopper? No, just uh, I didn't realize how much weight he he gained. Yeah, well, you, don't about him, you don't think I mean, about it. You don't think about it. 
Yeah, yeah. You don't think about him as a, as a ever being like skinny. He wasn't skinny yeah. there, but he's he's definitely smaller than he ends up being years later for sure. Yeah. I'm a big Cactus fan, man. Always love Cactus. We keep moving. We got the Steiner brothers versus Rick Fargo and Bill Ford. Uh, the Steiners, they really do make you stop and watch their matches multiple times to me. I mean, this is nothing special, but when Scott does that overhead belly-to-belly belly from the second rope, I'm always impressed. Just, I don't know. They just, they throw guys around and they make it look easy and they're, they're always entertaining. Doc, what are your thoughts from this match? They're your NWA World Tag Team Champions still. They sure mm-hmm. are, and, and they're earning it every time out. Um, my only stamp was a Scott, uh, it's 107.20, and it was a, all I said was Scott Steiner, damn. Let's go to it. Let's see. So you know he's doing something. Oh yeah, this is the belly. This is what I was talking about. This was my note. I didn't. I didn't yeah. write down the timestamp. Yeah, I mean, watch how easy he 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 makes this overhead belly to belly from the second rope look easy. That's that move you see him do right there. It's hard. It was like that. a snap with it. Mm-hmm. I don't, and then I he's like, get, get tag in. I want this other guy. You got to be a powerful ass dude to throw another man over like that, and he did it with no problem. And they're gonna win. Any other thoughts, Hopper? No. They're going to Steiner line, and it's one, two, three. Rick Steiner's got some jokes right there. Couldn't tell what he did. Kick that guy in the head. I know that. Look how he just lifts him up and gut wrenches him. I mean, it's impressive. Totally impressive. All right, well, we go to the next match, and it is Sting versus the Dragon Master. Doc, I'll throw it to you, man. What do you have from this? This was an odd thing here, and, it, and I'm not going to – I'm going to try to not go to the easy target. Oh, it's Sting, blah, blah, blah. This was a weird match. It was kind of weird. Just a lot of just selling, you know. I mean, what we've holds. said that not, not – I mean, we got a funny t- – a uh, text from Harper about what Dragon Master looks like before we started the show. He doesn't look good. He looks like a baby. He's he's in his fifties, I think, by now. And Sting is the guy we want to put the rocket ship on. We're going with Sting, and then he walks out there and works like a mid nineteen seventies pace. And there's and. He doesn't sell anything. Who is he? Dragon Master? Uh, yeah, Dragon Master. So, I I, I got a... <laughs> I had something else from this. I, I agree with your notes from this match, Doc, but I got to say something. Now, we've, we've said it a few times in this episode. Where are we at, Doc? What city? Uh, Greensboro. Okay. And Greensboro is the heart of uh, NWA country, Horseman country, Crockett promotion. I mean, it's, Crockett promotions, Mid Atlantic. This is a staple town. Agree. This is, some would say, the very heart of the promotion. All right. The last two weeks we've been in this building, Greensboro yes. Coliseum. Yes. Two to three years ago, in '86, '87. This crowd is going apeshit, losing their minds. 
I sat here and watched this main event, and this is no disrespect to Sting or Dragon Master. The crowd is sitting on their hands, and Hopper will tell you, you'd rather have them chanting boring than sitting on their hands doing nothing. Can I ask a question? Uh, is this potentially because they're doing a TV taping, it's the, the end of the night, and it's they've seen a lot of these guys two or three times already. Yeah, they were quiet in the earlier matches from last there week. Was some, too. Well, there was some stuff that they weren't like they popped big time for the the Andersons earlier in the night, things like that. That's true. I think they're just fucking they're they're just wore out. They're ready to go home. They're wore it's like those out. Smoky but... Mountain shows where it would be like you know the fourth four show. TV. Where they, yeah, stands start. You know, everybody's got to get to their eight balls. Yeah. Hey, I gotta I, get I, home. And 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 guard the still. <laughs> I mean, I, I I hear I hear what you're saying, but even if we go to last week when it was the first tape, when it was the first half of the taping, and you I'm look at di- okay, okay, I'm not going to disagree with you that 89 doesn't have the same same juice as 86 and 87. But 86 and 87, especially 86, is sort of an unfair comparison because that might be, you know, as good as it's going to get for us and our, our times. No, I'm, I'm well, yeah, it's an unfair comparison because, I mean, like you can. Uh, Doc, would you say 1986? You and I have seen a lot of hot moments in wrestling with Mid-South and World Class and Harper, too. Would you say that 1986 year when we covered it was like it was just hot? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like peak, peak shit, man. It I really mean, was, we, and there were so many different angles and guys that were hitting on those cylinders. And I'll be real honest; I'm just gonna say it, man. I've been listening to Conrad cover it, and they say all the same shit. We say they love Pez just like we did. They repeat everything we already talked about. Is what you're saying? A hundred percent. Except none of us were there in the studio, well, like Tony Schiavone. But you know what it makes me do? Miss 86, watching 86 JCP. Yeah. I mean, fucking Magnum alone. Magnum, Ron Garvin. Yeah. Dusty. Peasant, Peasant, and and Boogie. Rick is on fire. I'm going to say a name none of y'all have said yet either. Ivan Koloff. Yeah. Ivan was fantastic as a promo as the person who who we actually were like, God, that, that's a badass Russian. I mean, we knew Nikita was the muscle, obviously wasn't really Russian, but Ivan's promos. My point is, like, what I was trying to get at was two to three, two to three years earlier, this is still Crockett country here in 89, but two to three years earlier, you could have given them a show of this quality where you don't have good matches or you don't have the, the, the quote unquote, you know, there's there's no NWA world tag team title. And this crowd would have been going nuts. And I just feel like, like, you look at look at the people during this match. They're just sitting there. You never saw yeah. these people just sitting there. Like, I don't say never because you can't say never, but rarely did you see them sitting, like, during TV tapings in 86 when we go into the buildings. I mean, there they were times. They're to go home. Yeah, they are. They're, like, waiting to go home. They're like kids at the end of the day on last period. Can you just ring that fucking bell? So I can- oh, yeah. my God. When there's, like, 15 minutes left and you're like, good lord will y'all 
finish this up, please. I want to get home and, and let out this shit I've been holding all afternoon. Oh, God. So I was trying to look to see if I had the attendance from it, but they don't have the attendance listed for this night in Greensboro. Um, You know, but again, that's what I got caught up thinking when I was watching this, because on the outside, you've got Ole and, and Arn, and you've also got, oh, what's his name out there? The, the heels are out there, too. Buzz and Gary are out there. Buzz and Gary are out there. So everybody's trying to keep order, make sure it's a fair match. The finish, the Dragon Master is going for a body slam, but Sting drops down and inside cradles Dragon Master, and Sting is going to win. Right guy won, in my opinion. But is even as Sting won, I just thought the crowd was quiet. It was like, eh, all right, Sting won. After Again, the match, why was, does Sting have to do it that way against that guy? What do you mean by that? Sting should have splashed him and put him in the, yeah. in the scorpion. He's a baby face. If he cr- inside cradles him, he he won. What? Sometimes you really show your stupidity when it comes to wrestling. You know that? Harper said yeah when I said it. Yeah, I don't know I what mean, he's talking about. Whatever, bro. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he was like, you know, you, you can beat me, but you're not doing the finisher. <laughs> Or you look like a baby. What, do, do, <laughs> do, we wanna talk, do we want to talk about what Arn's wearing? Because we haven't talked I about tell that. You, doesn't he look bigger with clothes on? He yes, does. Yes, but I had, a, I had a comment during the interview because Ole's no prize either. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ole. Ole, I can just picture him walking into the local hardware store and hear the ding ding from the bell as the door opens. And he comes in, hey, hey Bob, hey, what's your... Y'all yeah. got some hex bolts? Yeah. I'm redoing the fence in, in the backyard. I'm, I'm missing some boards. I got to get some nails. Fucking sciatica's <laughs> acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after the match is a bit of a standoff. Like somebody snorted the last eight ball, bro. <laughs> So Arn and Ole are in the ring with Sting, and Buzz is acting like he wants to get in, but him and the Dragon Master end up leaving. Kind of, I, I guess you can I call it a standoff, but they they weren't in the ring with him; they were on the outside. But we are going to go to a promo uh, after the match. So I wanted to see uh, Doc. Any other thoughts before we go to this promo and y'all talk about what Arn and Ole are wearing? These two <laughs> look like guys that don't go to church that now have to find some clothes to attend a wedding or a funeral. <laughs> that is exactly what they look like. These look like two dudes who don't have dress-up clothes for church or some kind of big function that they need to attend. And instead of getting dressed up, they they dress up as they think is being dressed up. And before I start the promo, Hopper, can you explain... What Arn has on? Just explain the the, the, the clothes that he's got on. The jeans, he's just the shirt. Wearing a uh, a nice like collar shirt, a button up, and just kind of like basic jeans, like like Lee's. Lee's, and he's got like a plaid button up. Yeah, a plaid button up is what got me. And he's got his glasses on since since he's not out How there many wrestling. Times in your life, did did one of us show up at something? That we were underdressed for, but we thought we looked nice. And your and your mom or somebody's like, "Really? That's the best you could do?" Yeah. What? It's got buttons. Shut up. 
Bro, I didn't put a tie on a shirt like Arn has had on before. Don't tell me nothing, thinking that was dress up. Remember and one time I, I put a polo Holy shirt on and put like a, a tie poster. on that. Dude, my dad used to wear shirts like that. The one, the shirt that Oli's got on? Yeah. You want to describe it? Those old old men's shirts. It's I don't like, know how else to like fucking describe shirt, it. But nobody playing golf wears those. No. The only thing it's missing is a pocket on the left-hand side. With a pin yeah. and his cigarettes. It's a, it's yeah. a pullover, pullover type. Marble Reds. And his readers. <laughs> it's a polo type shirt, you know, with the collar and, and the three buttons. It's pullover, but, uh, yeah, it's missing a pocket. That The pocket would set it off. But they look like two old men. Let me hit play, and then we can hear what Ole and Arn have to say here. As we, uh, This is how they go off air. And I like what Arn has to say. Here it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be big this Monday night in the Omni 730, first time ever in Atlanta for the Andersons and Sting together. JTEC has got a big problem. Boy, you better believe it. You know, like we've been saying all along, we wanted to make sure that Gary Hart and his boys just didn't run roughshod over everybody all the time. 1989 might have been your year, Gary Hart, you and your boys, Muda, Sakurada, and Sawyer. But we're going to start out the new year with a big bang. It's going to be done the Minnesota wrecking crew way for a change. Plus, we're going to see Ric Flair defend the world title. I know you're looking forward to back in the Omni in action. Well, I'm glad to be home, number one. I'm glad to be back in the Omni. You know, people were running amok around here because the horsemen were absent for one year. We've come home. The bottom line is we're not accustomed to being policemen, but we're not coming to town wearing big white hats. We're going to do it just like we've always done it. Horseman style. Heads are going to roll courtesy the four horsemen. Thanks for Gordon Soley. I'm Jim Ross saying I'll see you tomorrow night on the main event at 6.05. I like the heads are going to roll line. That just real quick, short to the point. The promo was only like a minute. Doc, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it, we've already kind of heard it, though. So, I mean, yeah. it's not – I'll take it because anytime they want to talk, I'm down with it. But no new information was shared. Doesn't Arn look, look like he has more hair than normally? He must have kind of grown it out some. There was a moment in, like, 87 or 88 where Doc was like, man, he's got to have a toupee on. But, I mean, I don't think he did. But, I don't know, it's hard to tell because the – Footage isn't the greatest, but hmm. Doc, your thoughts? I think he wrestled and blow dry it, and it's a little fluffy, so yeah. it looks like there's more of it. <laughs> Can That's true. Huh? Can you see him in the back with a blow dryer brush? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, oh, definitely. Dude, those. What was it with men back in the day? They would do that. I used like, a hair dryer. When, when you I used like to use a hairdryer? When I had hair. Jesus. Yeah. I got Lord. a full, full, thick, luxurious mane of hair. And I, I haven't blow dried my hair in over 25 years. Oh, and yeah. haven't had a comb or a brush in 15? 20? You haven't brushed your hair in 15 years? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, right. Okay. No, I'm serious. Sure, pal. Whatever. Well, we got to rate this thing, hand out some Rolexes before we do so. I want to remind everyone, if you're not a patron, consider becoming one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Great way to support this show. Get tons of extra content 
at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. 300 plus Patreon exclusive episodes are available for you there. You get the video versions, the ECW shows, the world-class shows, the NWA uh, cast shows, all that stuff's available on Patreon. The pre-shows, everything we do is all up on Patreon. Also, remember, consider using our Amazon Associates link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, please use that link. Tell the wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever you have in your life, whatever you like to uh, rub it out on, tell them to use the link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Even Javorski, who cranks it to his favorite wrestler, uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich, uses the Amazon link. So please use it as well. Uh, Doc, we do need to rate it. Hand out a Rolex or two. Uh, what do you uh, What do you want to do here? Uh, rate it and okay. hand out some Rolexes. You go first. Pick pick which one. Oh, you want okay. To go with. You weren't clear on that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhat of a weird episode because there were some long stinkers here. But uh, there was some good stuff, too. Give me a B. With some long stinkers, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Ranger Ross and and Tommy Rich went for a while. Yeah, that shit was like, that shit was torture. Well, not if you know how to fast forward, but... Oh, whoa. And this new Google Drive setup is a lot easier to fast forward on than the old gimmick. I'm in agreement. I'm going to give this one a... I'll give it a B. What are you giving it, Hopper? I'll give it a B. We're all in agreement. I mean, Ranger Ross is a... Turd. He's got to be leaving soon, huh? No. No? Thank you. Well, we're the Road Warriors. They didn't leave Japan. yet, huh? No, My answer for everything is they're in Japan. <laughs> I don't know if people follow that. But every time... Somebody's not here for a few weeks, and Hopper Hopper says because I don't care, so I won't ask. Hopper says, "Hey, where's such and such?" <laughs> Doc immediately goes, "Japan. He's in Japan. They're in Japan." <laughs> where's Paul the, Lee? Japan. He's. It's his default response. Some bitch could be in continental, yeah. or or we get into the nineties. They could be in global, and <laughs> Doc is gonna yell, "He's in Japan." Yeah. Where's what? Bob Morton Jr.? Remember he was in Japan in when you couldn't verify those things. <laughs> Terry Gordy went to the Orient to learn the spike. I can't yeah. sell it. I can't say that he didn't. My favorite, my favorite thing is is in world class they do a a video vignette with Kabuki, and they do it and they say he's training in Japan and they show him doing all these things, and that son of a gun is at the freaking Fort Worth Water Gardens. <laughs> Oh, fuckers in East Dallas. Yeah, he's in East. <laughs> he's in East Dallas where they're shooting this, and it's funny because uh, Lance he posted the the pictures of the of Kabuki training, and then he went and got the pictures of the actual water garden, and he posted them on Twitter. And dude, you could I mean it's clear as day, but it's I mean we didn't know back then. Like, well, I, I maybe can, Doc would have known for somebody for somebody who grew up in Dallas. Fort Worth might as well have been Los Angeles. Right. So my point being, really, unless they're thirty you, miles, they're thirty yeah. miles apart. Oh, but I went to Fort Worth maybe two times in my entire first eighteen years of life. Why? Hopper, Why would you, if, Hopper? Hold on. If you literally, if you live on the east side of Dallas or southeast of side of Dallas, even central Dallas, for you to drive there to Fort Worth, 
I'm not going to say it's as bad as driving from New Orleans to Baton Rouge, but that's what I equated to sometimes. Oh, really? Yes. Fuck. But it's they're 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 not close. Let's. I mean, they're close. It's not like you're taking a day trip, but it it's far enough where you're like, God damn, that's an inconvenience. Is my point. Okay. And like both times, it was some relative's house we had to go to for some Christmas thing, and all I heard was bitching in the front seat about having to go that far for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, they, and everybody was dressed like Ole and Arn right there. <laughs> so, so to Doc's point, he's a, they're in Japan. They're Japan. In Japan. <laughs> okay, uh, Doc, what are you gonna? Who are you gonna give your Rolex to? I think it's got to go to Arn here. I'm with you. I got to give it to Arn too, Hopper. I guess it's Arn. I can't think of anyone else. That's my problem as I look at it. I mean, I went down this card a few times and I was like, well, let's see. And I don't think what anything Cornette and them did was special. It was meh. There was some garbage in this episode. I mean, the only person I considered maybe was the Steiners when, you know, just some of the moves they hit in that match, which was nothing special. We've seen it. I mean, it's special, but we've seen it. I just had to give mine to Arn. So, so Arn clean sweep, and then everybody give it a B. Wow. Good stuff. All right. So before I we get out of I, here. I think I called it earlier, and I think it's held up. Best what did, show ever. Speaking of best shows, if you want something that's the best, you got to get one of these Chris Harper video shout outs. So you got to pay yeah. Hopper to CC30388CC at yahoo.com. And then you got to email him, Chris Harper, 16 Wildcat at gmail.com. And tell him you want a video shout out. Tell him what you want. And he's going to reply to you. And he's going to say, and he's going to put together your video. But you got to PayPal him as well. Again, to CC30388CC at yahoo.com. Again, Check out the show notes and show description. All that information is there and what to do in order to get your video shout out from the superstar known as Hardbody Hopper. Uh, Doc, you got anything else before we get out of here, man? Man, I did not blow up. I am shocked. This is the third straight week I've done the show with no drinking. Wow. So you're admitting you've got a drinking problem. I haven't. It's just... I've kind of been out of beer and didn't want to run to the store. I got fucking hammered this weekend, so it's not like I quit or they had any, you know, moral conscience about it. All right, wow. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, you. I'm ready. I could go another. You know, we could add. Some, we could. Would y'all want to talk about anything else? Hopper, leave it to you. Uh, no, huh? All right, <laughs> then I guess we should go. Before we get out of here, I want to remind you, please check out a couple of friends of mine. Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marotti and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And then check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do our ECW show on our Patreon feed, but they also do a podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check them out as well. And that's all I got. So, Hopper, if you want to hit the tagline, we'll get the hell out of here. Fuck it, bitch.